Hi, this is Yorma Kalkinen. You're listening to WMNF Tampa 88.5 FM Community Radio, Peace Radio. The opinions presented on the Healthy Steps show are the evidence-based opinions of Dr. Fred Harvey, the callers, and his guests. These are not the opinions of the staff, the volunteers, or the board of WMNF. <coughs> the information provided on the show is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. There is no implied patient-physician relationship in these calls. The nature of the calls is educational and informational only. Good morning, my dear friends. If there is anything better than starting my first day of spring with you, I do not know what that could be. And, as if you didn't know, welcome to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with your favorite functional medicine man, Dr. Fred Harvey. Today, Dr. Harvey has a great guest, Dr. Knapp at the Sarasota Cairo Laser Clinic. And he has an equally fascinating topic, Class 4 Laser Treatment to Stimulate Healing and to Eliminate Pain. So, dear listeners, you know what to do. We supply the topic and the guests, but you have to polish a show by calling in with your questions and concerns. You are encouraged to participate by calling 813-239-9663, or you can send an email to dj at wmnf.org. You can also text us at 813-433-0885. Well, Dr. Knapp, Welcome to the Healthy Steps Radio Show here on WMNF Radio. I'm eager Thank to you. learn and see how this show develops. My understanding of high-intensity light therapy, or HILT, could be buried beneath a single grain of sand. But looking at your website and poking around a little bit, I've learned that Class 4 laser treatment can promote tissue healing, relieve pain, and improves return to activity. It's used by almost every major college and professional sports team and is even used in some post-op procedures. I'm excited to have you on the show, Dr. Knapp, and I'll let Dr. Harvey properly introduce you and get things rolling. Good morning to you, Dr. Harvey, and a happy first day of spring to y'all. A great uh, day to great discuss day. the healing benefits of light. So, take it away, Doc. Thank you, Bill, and happy spring to all. Yes, the light has returned. We've got that equal day again today, equal day and night. The equinox is a really important turning point. It's the start of the new year for many traditions, many indigenous traditions, because this is when the highest energy starts to visit us again. And we're talking about high energy light therapy with Dr. Knapp today. Dr. Knapp is a an amazing practitioner. This guy has so much passion for human health. It um, is probably equal to mine. <laughs> <laughs> and he has uh, some really great education. He was pre-med prior to discovering chiropractic, and um, he went to the Logan College of Chiropractic in St. Louis, and he graduated there, magna cum laude. Uh, since then, he has pursued continued education. He has uh, become uh, certified in chiropractic rehabilitation and uh, McKenzie exercising and kinesio taping. So he really knows uh, rehabilitation exercise and how to get people back moving again. And he knows a lot about uh, post-surgical spinal rehabilitation. It will be great to do that pre-surgical because maybe you can avoid the surgery if you get into some high-intensity laser therapy. Um, and uh, so Dr. Knapp has uh, consulted to University of Miami and helped teach down there, and he has published in uh, laser therapy. So welcome, Dan. Glad to have you on the show. Thank you, Dr. Harvey. I appreciate you being here. This is a topic, as you know, I, I get passionate about. I love it. So chances for the word. I appreciate it. 
Absolutely. I think it's really good to spread the word because I've had personally great experience with the use of class four laser um, after injuring both rotator cuffs doing uh, high intensity vinyasa power yoga. I had laser therapy and deep tissue massage and kinesio taping and muscle activation technique and supplementation that all helped heal both shoulders so they work fully now without having had any surgery at all. And that's what I love about this kind of work. Dan likes to help people avoid surgery too. That's always our goal. So um, Dan actually helped my mom too. Um, we we held off her spinal surgery. I mean, she she's a 87 and so she's allowed to have a little degenerative joint disease and did end up getting surgery, but we held off all of her three surgeries for a couple of years in between each surgery. And now uh, having done so, she's pain-free and actually had a really good result both ways. So um, I really think that uh, laser is uh, uh, the future of, of a lot of therapy. In fact, a few frequency, as I've talked about it before, sound, light, uh, these are very important modalities that we need to pay more attention to. And laser has a lot of interesting connotation. I mean, we were talking about space lasers uh, a couple of years ago, uh, something that doesn't really exist, but um, we have the equivalent here on the ground of some really intensive lasers. You know, we're not talking about lasers that cut through metal sheets here, but we're talking high power though, aren't we, Dan? Yeah, we are. These class fours, anything above a half of a watt. So they do have power behind them. Um, surgical lasers are class four lasers. They're like industrial lasers. It all depends on how you use it. These are, are very spread out laser beams. So think of like a pressure sprayer. If you really cone it down, you can do some damage. But if you open it up wide, then you can, you know, you can pressure spray your car without blowing the paint off. So lasers therapy, uh, we use large apertures and, and controlled powers. So they're very, very safe to operate. Um, there haven't been any major, any injuries with these types of lasers, but they do have potential. So you just, you just have to know how to use it. So if you purchase one of these, uh, you really need to understand the physics behind laser tissue interaction, um, the safety um, features on the laser, and just what to do and what not to do. Right, more important, what not to do. Yeah, yeah, it's very important. I mean, they use high energy beams in radiation therapy, and they have to use yeah. very specific physics to guide that, or they'll damage a body, possibly kill someone, because that's really high intensity. Um, but these are not so much, but they still have significant power and can burn, right? Yeah, they can burn if you're used incorrectly. Uh, I helped co-author uh, the first laser therapy safety manual um, a few years ago, and um, during our two or three years of research to put this thing together, we couldn't find any, any injuries, um, but there's always that potential. So yes, we just use our head. Yeah, this is the same laser. I think you've told me before. This is the same one that they use um, to do plastic surgery. They can burn if a, with a focused beam. You can burn the surface off the the, the skin and and do some replaning work here, right? Yeah, yeah, you can. And again, those would be smaller apertures, higher power densities. We call it. Um, so we use uh, laser therapy is non-ablative. It doesn't burn or damage tissue. It does just the opposite. Uh, also, we use infrared lasers, so they're on the far end of the, beyond the visual spectrum. So think about a gamma ray or an x-ray. Those are very high energy waves, tight, close wave patterns, so they can create damage or DNA damage. 
Then you have visible light, that's 400 to 700 nanometers. And then beyond that, we use our, our near infrared for laser therapy. So it's a, a bigger wave, non-ionizing, doesn't cause DNA damage, doesn't cause cancer. All things that the, we have some misconceptions in, in the field about, about lasers. With the, even a lot of doctors don't understand that either. Yeah, it's true because we, you know, in med school, we didn't get any significant uh, uh, laser education. That's a specialty kind of device. So uh, that mm -hmm. would happen later. And we don't get, you know, much physics in, in uh, <laughs> medical school either. So mm -hmm. um, this is a this is something to be learned postgraduate. And it is a really uh, unique specialty, I think. And and so we're talking about frequency. And so what, what frequencies, it's a red light, obviously, and there is actually a, a, a red light that you can see coming out of it. So you have actually low end visible spectrum, but you also really work in the non-visible near infrared. Correct. Correct. Um, the red light, that's a, that is a, an aiming beam. So you know where you're aiming things. Uh, it's also a visual cue um, that the laser is on. So those are some safety features. The laser has to have the light to show uh, that it's on and uh, has had to have an audible tone. Those are just part of the OSHA requirements. So <clears throat> well, the therapeutic end of it is in, that, is in the infrared spectrum. Uh, lasers are very unique. Uh, they've been around a little bit of the history. Uh, First laser was invented uh, in this country in 1960. Um, medical applications were more for, for surgery, that type of thing. Um, the therapeutic use of lasers goes way back, uh, in the, even in the late 60s, when a, a Dr. Uh, Mester theorized that if he lowered the power of the laser down, it would actually stimulate tissue repair. So they noticed when they were doing the surgical lasers that those wounds healed faster. So he thought, wow, that's pretty cool. So you're getting some scatter and lesser radiation, lesser laser in the periphery. So he just toned a laser way, way, way down, did some experiments on burns and found, wow, this is cool. This is actually stimulating healing. So he's really the father of laser therapy. Um, so that's interesting. So he actually showed that there is soft tissue um, metabolism change that occurs when you stimulate laser. This is one of the key uh, foundational ideas about using it, correct? Exactly, Fred, exactly. That's called photobiomodulation. If you Google There's that, a word. Yeah, it's <laughs> a big word that, that says you know, the body's absorbing these photons of light and it's modulating cell activity. So you're ramping up certain positive aspects of healing. So the first lasers around the 90s were low power lasers because that was the technology under a half of a watt. That's where we get the low power laser therapy or cold laser phrase because they weren't powerful enough to generate any heat and those were those are the first lasers so they're foundational for for laser therapy um, so the, the, many 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 doctors many acupuncturists chiropractors have been using those lasers for 20 years or more definitely definitely so <clears throat> laser laser is like a drug so we, we dose it and we dose it with wattage and time over an area, you have to have so much power. We measure it in, in joules. Joules. So that's wattage. Wattage and time is joules. Power, right? Yes, sir. Exactly. Exactly. So that's how we measure dose. And we have to have so much of that to stimulate chemical processes. <clears throat> so later on, more powerful lasers came around around 2004, 2005. These were the high intensity or class four lasers. Um, came out of Europe. Um, there's one company in the U.S. that they built them. And so doctors had more, more dose available to treat different things. You have to get so much energy down into the tissues. So a little bit of explanation of how a laser 
a laser works is the energy, since they're infrared, they will penetrate the skin and they'll get out into the deeper tissues. You'll lose some of that power due to reflection, about six, seven percent. Then as you go down through the, the, the tissue layers, the skin, the fat, you can sort of get absorption and then scatter. So these little packets of lighter that's bouncing around in there, we have to have enough survive to get down to where you hurt, like your tendonitis, like your, like your rotator cuff um, or your low back. You have to have enough of those little packets survive. So that's what we, that's why we use the higher powers and we seem to have uh, getting better and better results with those. And, and medical literature does, does show that. that if a laser study is negative or doesn't work, it's almost always due to too little power for that particular area treated. So, yeah, that's that's um, I've I've had treatments from both actually, and really personally got virtually no results from the uh, low level, and got great results from the high level. And I think we need to get some great results here on the show. So I just want to remind people that we are listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show, and they are on Tampa's favorite little radio station, WMNF.org, eighty-eight point five FM. Yeah, the best little na station in the nation. And I want to tell folks that you're listening to us at WMNF Tampa. And Dr. Knapp is on. He's going to be talking to us about laser chiropractic therapy. So we want you to participate by calling 813-239-9663. Irene's in the control room waiting for your call. You can continue sending your emails to dj at wmnf.org or text us at 813-433-0885. And I'm going to step out of the way and turn it back over to you there, Dr. Harvey. So I have seen some really interesting um, things in me happen when uh, uh, using the laser. Uh, one thing that's really been fascinating is that it facilitates a chiropractic adjustment so well, the muscles just tend to melt. And when you're locked up, it's tough to get an adjustment some days. Uh, have you noticed that in most patients, Dan? Oh, definitely. That's why I love to use the laser before we do any chiropractic manipulation because it, it just makes those tissues more relaxed, more pliable, so you get a better adjustment. So you less adjustments, lesser treatments, which is, which is always our goal. Let's, let's get you out of pain and let's try to do it very quickly. So, yeah, there's a, a lot of good things it does. So stimulating blood flow, decreasing swelling, stimulating nerve repair, stimulating collagen production, very important, and decreasing pain signals. Um, can we talk about how it, it actually helps decrease pain signals? Sure. Sure. So let's look at the physiology of, of laser. It's like these little packets of light going into the tissues. Certain components of your cells will absorb it, specifically the, the mitochondria. The, the energy producer of the cell. So say a particular cell called a fibroblast, which is responsible for producing collagen, uh, producing the growth factors, stimulating healing. It, it does a lot of cool things. So if we can literally energize that cell, it will produce its components. Um, a biggie for us, uh, number one, is anti-inflammatory. So inflammation is part of your immune system. That's how it works. You have inflammatory chemicals or cytokines and anti-inflammatory ones. So when you're hurting, your inflammation's winning. And that's, that's your body's attempt to go, hey, you're hurting. Let's do something about this. But then you're supposed to reverse that and produce more anti-inflammatory cytokines 
to get you back to your baseline where you don't hurt. So under a laser field, we're ramping up some very important chemicals, especially one called IL-6, TNFA. Those are biggies in, in any inflammatory state, um, arthritis, um, rheumatoid arthritis, osteoarthritis. Those are, or nerve damage, nerve injuries. Those are gonna have higher components of these inflammatory chemicals in those tissues. And that will then stimulate that nerve. It'll lower the threshold for it to fire so, so you feel the pain. So if we wanna reduce that, we have, to, we have to protect the nerves and help to heal the nerves. So if I'm gonna feed them anti-inflammatory chemicals, that nerve can calm down. The nerve's like an electrical wire, so the membrane gets sensitive or sensitized. Laser helps to bring that irritable nerve back down to a normal, we call it resting membrane potential, where, where it doesn't hurt anymore. So when you press on your skin, it should feel just like you're pressing on your skin. It shouldn't feel like you know, you're pushing a needle in there. So when the threshold is normal, everything feels normal. You feel better. Nice. So it's um, all really, really chemical. So there's there's really nothing else that will do that but a laser. So it's full. Yeah, it's it's really fascinating that we can use uh, energy from a laser light to affect the chemical nature of our our physiology. That's this is the really good stuff. Yeah, this and, is pretty natural healing. Yeah, uh, Jan from Tampa actually has a question about lasers. And I'm going to make her wait a second so I can cue on up some more folks in here and tease them to participate. You are listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey and Dr. Knapp today. And the topic is laser therapy. And you are encouraged to participate by calling 813-239-9663. Give us a call. Let's go to Jan. Good morning, Jan. Good morning. Just Hi, Jan. Hi. Um, car crash, uh, two herniated discs my, my friend has, would that be an appropriate remedy for herniated discs in the neck, upper spine and neck? Oh, definitely. Any, any damaged tissue, um, with a laser, it's something that should be implemented in the treatment plan early on. Now, some cases, as we know, will go on to surgery, but with something like laser and other therapies, you can really decrease the likelihood that that will go on. We see a lot of herniated discs. Wonderful. Okay. Well, that was my question. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. Bye bye. So the um, yeah, the nature of uh, affecting physiology that way is so good, and I think that um, uh, uh, Jan's um, uh, herniated disc question. Um, also, um, I think beyond just laser, using some natural anti-inflammatories like curcumin and uh, other other uh, oral anti-inflammatories are really useful to help uh, augment the the healing. Yeah, definitely. We want to want to try to add as many anti-inflammatory modalities as possible. And as you know, Dr. Harvey, uh, nutrition is a big part of it. Absolutely. So um, talk about stimulating collagen production. I think this is fascinating, rebuilding the soft tissue, rebuilding all that damaged tissue. This is cool. This is really cool. There's some uh, studies out there on post-surgical laser therapy, especially for some uh, uh, abdominal surgeries, hernias, that type of thing, and, and incorporating laser therapy you know, post-surgically. And what we found was it does increase collagen production, especially type one collagen, which is the end stage of healing. It has a lot of cross bridges to the fibers, so it makes it very strong. So laser therapy can improve the tensile properties of that healing tissue. Now that's cool. 
So there's less chance of, of uh, re-injuring it and you're going to get well faster. That tissue can be stronger, faster. That means, okay, you can get back to your activities. Uh, we can start rehab earlier, get our strength, and get your life back. Yeah, my thought is uh, uh, pre-treating someone uh, going for surgery with the laser, especially like a hip or a knee, really do um, some good laser beforehand because you're going to recruit those blood vessels. You're going to recruit those fibroblasts before you do the surgery, before you make the injury. Uh, has yeah. any study been done that way yet? Oh, yeah, they definitely have. Yeah, and, and <clears throat> with laser there's been some athletic studies done on that too with, with um, um, muscle damage delayed onset muscle soreness um showing that pre-treating that muscle does help to decrease that pain you know the next day or down the road so that's kind of cool yeah that's really excellent uh because uh, that that shows us that we can uh really affect the entire process you know it's it's interesting to see when i put people on um supplement protocols and um they are told after their hip surgery they healed faster than anybody else the doctor has ever seen <laughs> yeah that, that makes it fun um anything we can do to help to decrease that duration of your injury or pain is a positive and, and laser therapy is the only modality out there that that has its unique characteristics so we always want to include it in these in these type of programs you know it's, it's all about getting your back and, and getting you back to helping yourself. I mean, we, we talk about locus of control, right? As a doctor, right? Then locus of control is really shifts to the doctor because you've got to figure it out and help you find your way and get some answers. Then we want to shift that control over to the patient through stretching, nutrition, teaching them what exercise to do, and then they take over their own care and, and their own prevention program once we can once we teach them how to do it. Right, really, education is key because if you can teach someone how to keep in good posture to stop the injury from happening, they won't need to go back. And if you can do that before uh, they need surgery, you might actually end the need for surgery. You got to get it early though, because when you're bone on bone, it's kind of tough to get pain relief uh, using a modality like this. Uh, it just because bone is touching bone, and that hurts. And that does, and that does hurt. You know, we can we can decrease some of that inflammation or irritation, but it's bone on bone. So there's a mechanical problem there that's sooner or later needs to be corrected. There was a study published a few years ago that has shown if you include uh, high-intensity laser therapy in uh, degenerative arthritis of the knee, you can delay delay the need for re knee replacement by an average of six years. Ah, perfect question then follows up on email. How about a torn meniscus? Would laser treatment help? Uh, yes, it can help. Um, as a matter of fact, I tore my meniscus uh, this summer. <laughs> laser helped me. Um, a meniscus is a largely has, has poor blood supply. The outer third right. of a meniscus has decent blood supply. But once you get into the inner two thirds, which most meniscus tears do involve that. So those are gonna heal slowly, but laser can decrease the inflammation to promote faster rehab. Um, another study done a few years ago had shown that um, <clears throat> comparing surgical repair of a torn meniscus to rehab to exercise. And he looked at six months down the, down the road and the people that did rehab had equal results, equally effective as the people who did the surgery. So the sooner we can get them exercising, the better off and, and the need for surgery on meniscus, meniscus tears has decreased over the years because of these, these studies. Yeah, you know, um, movement is the key. <laughs> we found so many studies show that if you move, you have less pain. If you have less pain, you move more. <laughs> exactly, exactly. 
Like good people have a pain and they can get back to their activities. They're walking, they're, they're pickleball. Yes. You know, going to the beach, having fun. So, you know, that whole concept then, it, it, it's so bizarre for me to look at the um, um, uh, profit on suffering industry, what we, that we call <laughs> insurance. Um, and I, I have yet to figure out why it is they're still not actually uh, behind paying for laser. Teresa's on the line and she has a question about this. It would make sense to me to actually pay for something that actually would cost less in the long run. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Excuse me. Let's get Teresa on the line and have her address that with her question. Good morning, Teresa. That, that's exactly my question. The timing is perfect because I'm saying, yes, I'm desperate for laser, laser surgery. I'm 68 years old. I've been doing plenty for myself with regard to arthritis. I was crippled in November. I can walk, but my body keeps making baker's fists. The stenosis mm. fluid is collecting at the back of my knees. So what can I do about that? I'd love laser therapy. I'd love to have a functional medicine doctor. I would be delighted. It would be the answer to prayer <laughs> if I could go to Dr. Harvey. But does insurance ever cover it? Either of these modalities. Not yet. Yeah, unfortunately, no. I have a big mouth and I want to do something about it. <laughs> I don't want to sit back and say it's not covered. I can't go. I'm low income. No, I want to do something about it. What can we do? Yeah, now some some um, insurance companies will cover cold laser or low power laser because there is a procedural code for that that the AMA designated a C a CPT code. Uh, unfortunately, they haven't designated one for high intensity laser, so it's considered an unlisted modality without its own code. So insurance companies won't pay that. So I have so what to you can, them to assign a code to it. I mean, what does the policy yes. do to that's, make that's, change? That's all you can do is continue to write to your um, elected officials because elected officials have the ability to put pressure on insurance companies. Write to the insurance commissioner of Florida and say, why are they abusing me this way? Write to the insurance company and say, what is your illicit practice that you will not pay for a valid therapy that's proven in literature to work? You need to hammer them, and that's the only thing we can do is continuously hammer these liars, cheats, and scoundrels that will not actually provide access to things that work. Yeah, they've got to hear patients and doctors. Now, Teresa, I would encourage you to find a physical therapist or a chiropractor that uh, does cold laser or low-power laser that will bill insurance and give that a try first. Yeah. Good work. And if it doesn't, then you can look for, or you can move forward into maybe a high intensity laser treatment. But try, try the, uh, try the cold laser first. Fantastic, thank you. And but specifically for the Baker's fists that keep developing. Now that I'm able to move again, I'm trying to walk as much as possible to rebuild my muscle. But these fists are getting in the way. That's frustrating because it. Yeah. It, it, so it's your... the cold laser might address that, or is there? Something else. I, I'm eating plant based. I'm doing everything I know uh, to do. Yeah, definitely give the give the cold laser a try, and 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 the therapist will will also give you exercises that are appropriate for you to try to make that knee more stable. So hopefully your your system will keep occurring. Will do, and that will also make my uh, my begging for uh, the other type to be covered more appropriate or, or more legitimized because I've already tried what they could give me. Thank you so Thank much you. for the education. You guys are a blessing. You're welcome. Bye. Good luck, Teresa.
Thank you. So it looks like the uh, phone lines are quiet at the moment. Ah, let's not go so fast. I've got Deborah from Lutz on the line here. She just called on in. Um, let's go to Deborah. Good morning, Deborah. Good morning. Hey, what a great show and very timely for me. Um, I've been fighting to find alternative treatments to knee replacement surgery for a few years. Um, this Thursday, I'm flying down to Puerto Rico to get stem cell treatment for Ooh. my knees um, because it is affordable there. And mm -hmm. I'm told that the stem cell treatment they do there is actually a lot more effective than what they do here. Um, here it was going to cost me $6,000. There it's going to cost me $600. And I know I have personal uh, connection to two people that went to the doctor I'm going to that are very happy with this. So do you have any experience with that or any advice? I mean, I would love laser, but I don't know where to find that. Mm -hmm. Well, laser therapy can help to actually stimulate stem cells also. So like, like Dr. Arbor said about pre-treatment, that's important. I, I had a case a couple of years ago. Um, this gentleman had advanced hip arthritis at six years old. He was a, a black belt all his life, so he kind of wore the one hip hop. So we lasered him beforehand, get rid of some of the pain and inflammation, and then he went on to have his stem cells. Well, when they extracted his stem cells out of his bone marrow pre before the treatment, they were amazed at how many he had. They said, you've got like four times what we normally find. Nice. to <laughs> be from pre-treating with, oh, with the laser. Wow. So it helped to augment his, his uh, stem cell uh, procedure, and he did extremely well. Well, that sounds great. Um, I just tuned in, so I'm not sure if you uh, went over, like, where can one find uh, laser treatment in the Tampa Bay area? It, it, just go, go to the web and just do a search on it. You can just type in laser therapy. You can type in uh, high intensity laser therapy, cold laser, and boom, and a bunch of uh, websites will come up. You have to do a little research then and go onto the website and see what laser they're using. Hey, Dan, does um, the company that you, the laser that you use, do they have a physician or practitioner finder on their website? Um, no, they don't. They used oh, to. Oh, darn. I don't know why they, they uh, took that down. You can try. Um, K-Laser, K-Laser, and go to their company website. They used to have a physician finder, you know, based punching your zip code. So okay. that My experience for when I see people out of town and make referrals, um, I just go on the web and Google Class 4 Laser, and usually there'll be about five people in any town show up with Class 4 Laser, unless you're way out in the middle of nowhere and they haven't learned about it yet. Yeah, true, true. And you'll come up with a lot of veterinarians whenever you took That too. The vets love love the class four laser, and animals don't lie; they get results. Yep, you can see. Well, it. I did use uh, cold laser for my two dogs when they were in their uh, oh. last part of their lives for a number of things. I'm not sure mm -hmm. that it worked really well. I have to say that. Yeah, it's uh, it's mild. You yeah. should notice a difference right away if you have the right. And that, that goes back to our initial comment about dosing. Mm -hmm. It's like a drug. So if you don't have enough dose, you're not going to get the result. You should see a result immediately. Okay. Okay, thanks so much. You're welcome. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.
All right, I'm going to hop in right here. We've got Peter in Palm Harbor on the line, but I want to remind folks that you're listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. And his special guest is Dr. Knapp, and the topic is laser therapy. So give us a call at 813-239-9663. Irene is waiting for you. I'd love to talk with you as well. So you can also send us emails at dj at wmnf.org. And opening the door to Peter. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. Good morning, doctors. How are you? Morning, Peter. Hey, Peter. Hey, I'm just going to maybe go a little bit off topic. I know you're talking about chiropractic, but um, what are the, uh, are there uses for laser in dermatology? Uh, And, you know, how would they be useful? I've, I've, heard about it i've read about it but um it's still kind of they would rather burn you and cut you because there's more money (laughs) okay well there there are definitely uses in dermatology obviously that's not my specialty but in reading medical literature literature researching lasers um wound care they use lasers in wound care because they help stimulate healing tissue repair that's a biggie. And they're also going to use it in cancer surgeries, that type of thing. Uh, something called photodynamic therapy, where they, they give you a drug that's a sensitizer for a particular tissue. Then when you hit it with a laser, it can destroy that tissue. It's called photodynamic therapy. That's been around for a long time. Um, so just the tissue healing, um, it's like a, a diabetics, uh, neuropathies, that type of thing. Um, laser is very effective for that. So it's, something to include in the treatment plan. Um, so like the photodynamic, yeah. is that where they put a chemical on you and then like a blue light? Is that the same as blue light therapy? Yes. Yeah. 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 So that, and, then, uh, and then the dermatologist, also for collagen production in the skin. So, you know, cosmetically. Yeah. Other dermatologists. Yeah. So like a, like, a, like a resurfacing. Would that, I, have, I have a lot of, uh, you know, sunspots. I've lived in Florida for 25 years, uh, and I'm I'm really interested in getting rid of those. And uh, you know, somebody said something about well, maybe like a a, a laser treatment would work. The, I did the photodynamic where they you know they they put they started off by washing my face with acetone. Yes, and you know, and I started I, as soon as they started, I said, "What is that? Is that acetone?" Oh yeah, I said, "Why would you put a carcinogenic?" <laughs> liquid on my face, you know, to start a health treatment. So, uh, yeah. Well, it's, anyway. not, it's not a health treatment. You have to remember, it's not a health treatment. It's an illness treatment. That's what Western medicine provides you, illness treatments. <laughs> there are no health care doctors in Western medicine. There are illness care doctors. That's what you really have to grasp here. So they don't have a problem creating illness to, co- to, to cure illness. <laughs> you know, you know that's, the, that's the reason why I'm listening to you, gentlemen, because you know what's going on and... Uh, I think a lot of people do, but you know, like the lady before, uh, it's all about the money. It's all about the money. They they wouldn't, you know, they're trying to get rid of, uh, you know, actinic keratosis because it's precancerous. And what do they put on your face? Carcinogenic acetone. <laughs> or or five fluorouracil, which is a carcinogen, but also an anti-cancer treatment. So yeah, the, there are some really interesting approaches that Western medicine uses. However, the the uh, the facial peel uh, using the laser does work to really clean it up. Um, yeah. So 
Uh, and and uh, thank you. I, I have a, an email that actually is, it goes along with this. Dave asks, um, I have uh, had uh, surgery to remove basal cell carcinoma, and I don't know of any laser surgery for removing basal cell. Everybody uses a scalpel so they can see the base of these things. You don't want to just burn it and lose it. And he asks if polypodium leucotomus, which is an herb which mops up free radicals, can help with um, uh, skin cancer. I don't know. I've not seen any specific literature on that, but we do know that curcumin from turmeric, epigallocatechin gallate from green tea, uh, resveratrol from uh, grape skins, all of these things are very potent at helping with skin cancer, and so does vitamin D help. Ah, okay. All right. I'm uh, taking note. Anyway, I took up enough of your time. I know the topic is... Um um, chiropractic and um, so laser, thanks. laser and chiropractic. Yes. Yes. All right. Okay. Well, thanks for your time, Doc. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a great day. Thank you. Good show. All so right. Who do we have Bill. We've got Tony on the line, and I'm going to make him wait a second. We're down to about 20 more minutes, so I want to give everyone a chance to participate. And remind them they're listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey and special guest Dr. Knapp. And the topic is laser therapy. So give us a call. Irene's waiting for you. The number is 813-239-9663. And I see a light dingling in here. So we do have somebody coming in. But let's go to Peter right now. Good morning, Peter. You already had me, Bill. We already spoke. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I don't know where I went with Tony. Ah. Is Tony on the line? Well, we're going to have to wait a second there. All right. I can read an email in the meantime. Um, Pat asks if, um, is there, would you comment on the use of laser for getting rid of small spider veins in the legs? Is it better to do that or sclerotherapy? I haven't seen any specific comparison articles. Uh, Have you seen anything, Dan? Uh, No, no, I haven't. That's, outside of my my specialty so i really i don't know how to comment on that one but i do know that both methods work and um yeah. i think it really they both cause a bit of irritation i mean it's going to be painful to get the sure. things zapped either way so it's just really kind of what your preference is and and maybe what your friends have told you um because i think they're both effective um is tony back on the line cool. um I guess so. Let's find out. Looks like we have a question from him. Well, from some, <laughs> it was another one that had come on in. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah, here's another question. Can can laser treat non-healing diabetes-related foot ulcers? Yes. Yes, yep. I've seen it as well. And so can chelation therapy. Um, they don't need surgery generally. We can heal these otherwise. Yeah, yeah through a dermatologist or a wound care center. Okay, I've lost Tony, but I'm going to move on to Sarah from Palm Harbor. A question about hip pain. Good morning, Sarah. Hi. Hi, Sarah. Um, hey, before, Sarah. Right before Christmas, I started having pain in one of my hips, and then um, it spread, sort of seemed to spread to the other hip. And I saw an orthopedic doctor, and he kind of said tendinitis at first and bursitis. But now I'm getting all this pain, like in the backs of my legs too, and the sides of my legs. It seems like muscle pain. I, so 
So I'm trying to figure out, still trying to figure out what's going on, but I was wondering if they thought um, like therapy, uh, laser therapy could help with those types of things like bursitis and tendonitis. And anything that ends in itis is inflammation. Yeah. So yeah. laser, laser can help all of those. We treat a lot of hips, um, get the inflammation out. Um, so you can start strengthening with, with the hip. That that's a key. You've got to be able to put weight on the joint and to be able to use the muscles to stabilize it. Um, I always say, if you have a hip problem and it goes along enough, eventually you're going to have a knee problem. Then eventually you're going to have an ankle and foot problem. So right. The mechanics from the hip down degrade the longer you have hip pain. Okay. So the key is, key is getting the inflammation out and getting the point where you can do some proper exercise to make that hip stable. Okay, great. Thanks. You're welcome. So here's a concurrent um, uh, email. Um, this person asks, um, would laser therapy help with sciatica? And I think um, actually uh, it's interesting. Dr. Knapp has published on this concept. Yes, that's a hot topic for me. Um, <laughs> number one, because... I had chronic sciatic. I had actually neuropathic pain uh, when I was 45 doing injury with a horse. And I failed all the modalities. Um, was on a lot of uh, anti-inflammatory medication, gave me stomach bleeding. We, I just tried everything possible. And it wasn't until one of my friends, colleagues, um, tried the high-intensity laser therapy on me. Uh, I had just come in from Europe, uh, from Italy. And I had like bee stings down my leg every waking hour, you know, for over a year. And that took that away. I was shocked. What is this thing? That was, what, 17 plus years ago. That's how I, I jumped into it uh, to help myself because I was looking at going out on disability. I, I couldn't even walk my mailbox and back for a year, and I was a triathlete. So this changed my life. So that's why I get almost too passionate about it. Um, it, it, it just changed my life, and it's changing other people's lives. So um, I think we have another caller. And that we do. We've got Barbara with a question regarding the feasibility of buying your own laser. Good morning, Barbara. Hi. Hi. Um, thanks for taking my call. Um, I was just um, reading about the laser treatment, the red light therapy, and um, a lot of the places are very expensive, and I see that there's you, where you can buy things online and Amazon, and I've, I'm reading a book about how to purchase the correct, you know, one regarding um, the output and, mm. you know, all the safety precautions. Is that something that you would think would be a good idea, or would you advise against that? Oh, no, it could be a good idea. Um, the, the problem is you're only going to be able to buy a very, very low-powered laser. You can't buy these without a health degree, the high-intensity lasers. Um, <clears throat> a health license, actually. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Okay. And the low power ones were around for long, you know, been around for a long time, and you, some people do get results with them. So uh, you can go on Amazon and you can buy a, a a therapy laser, a low power laser. I've just I've seen that it takes you know with with the high power four sessions, two sessions with the low power forty four sessions, <laughs> kind of the way it works. Okay, so it isn't really that bad then. To, you know, wouldn't have to go like every day from what I'm reading is that you need to do this kind of stuff like almost every day or several times a week. But with the low level, you might need to. Okay. Yeah. But with the high powered ones, you could maybe just do it every 
so many months or, you know, so many times a year and you would be good. So you might spend a few hundred dollars and that might be it. Yeah, we have a lot of patients that do that. We like to calm it down quickly and then say, we'll see you when we see you. Yeah, why don't you tell us what a normal course is, Dan? Like when somebody comes in with uh, acute sciatica, what, what, do you, what do you expect them to need in terms of number of laser treatments? Average laser treatments are going to be between four and eight treatments, depending on person, the conditioning, severity, what's the cause of it. Um, and usually people walk out that same day with decreased pain, actually by the time they get off the table. I know so, I did. There you go. Yeah, me too. So with sciatica, let's say you're going to be looking at a, probably a, an average of five or six treatments. Okay. All right. Well, that's interesting. Mine is basically, um, the reason I got interested in it was I had had nerve damage from mercury poisoning like years ago. Mm. And mm -hmm. I mean, like that enough where I got disability and I was in a wheelchair. I mean, you know, really, really yes. bad. But I did a lot of, like, I did chelation, I did acupuncture, I did tons of, you know, supplements, things like that. So I'm actually pretty good, but I still have, a, like, a little, you know, a little bit of nerve damage. And I just had read about it, and I thought, oh, that could be, um, that could be interesting for me. Yeah, sometimes you just need a little touch-up. Um, Post-chemotherapy, um, neuropathy. So but that, that is amenable to laser therapy. That has shown to be, actually, I, I was a reviewer uh, for Journal of Cancer Care, on a study where they used laser to decrease neuropathy from a particular chemo agent for uh, intestinal cancers, and it is shown to be effective. So okay. it can affect nerve damage of different etiologies. The only nerve damage we have not had luck with is one we call idiopathic. We don't know what causes. So it's genetic, some kind of genetic breakdown. Those, those are difficult to treat, but other forms of nerve damage are usually pretty amenable to it. Okay, well, that sounds good. Well, thank you so much for your help. I really appreciate it. It's, it's such a timely show. I was just reading about that, and here you are. Oh, great. <laughs> so thanks, thanks a bunch. Great show. All right, bye-bye. Okay, sounds we're like down to about 10 more minutes, and I've got Juanita and Christina on the line. So let's go to Juanita. Good morning, Juanita. Good morning. This is Juanita. Um, yeah, Hi, I've got osteoarthritis mm -hmm. and my question is would laser treatment of any sort help me i also have herniated disc in my neck so i'm in okay. a lot of pain all the time so would laser treatment help me with either one of them both of those uh, can find improvement most of the time with, with laser therapy now with osteoarthritis which is very common especially down here in florida <clears throat> once you control the inflammation that does not have to hurt Sometimes we're shocked when we get an x-ray on a patient and see how advanced their arthritis is, and they, they have none or minimal pain. So because you have it doesn't mean you always have to hurt. Right. And like I said, uh, my neck, it comes and goes. Sometimes it's so excruciating that I can't move my head to, to like to do anything. And then there's other days I'm fine, but I take turmeric, I take, you know, take anti-inflammatories, I try to watch my diet, so... I don't, I don't increase the pain or cause more inflammation, but um, they're talking surgery on my neck, and I'm not a person who likes to do anything like that. I'm not letting anybody cut on me unless it's, I'm not going to let no one cut on me, period. So laser would help with a herniated disc? Yes, laser has shown to help with herniated disc, and it can help you delay or maybe even avoid surgery. Okay, okay. And, and, you'll, know, it, and you'll know right Sorry. away 
if the therapy's helping you, you should you should know, you know, within a few treatments. Usually the first treatment. I'll use the patients that you know, if I can't make a change or we can't make a change with you in, in four treatments or so, four five right. of them most, this is probably not gonna help you. Okay. Before you get off the air, will you put your office uh, name on there, and that way I'll reach out to you when you're off air? We'll give contact information at the end, yes. Okay, thank you. Thank you for the information. Appreciate it. Love your show. And thank you, Juanita. And I'm going to uh, go on off to Christina in St. Pete. And we remind folks that we're down to the last nine minutes of the show. So give us a call, 813-239-9663. Continue sending your emails. And I know Dr. Harvey is going to be reading those in a minute. Christina, hello there. Good morning. Uh, My mother suffers from psoriatic arthritis. She was diagnosed within the last year. Um, Very painful for her. her. Both her MD and even her functional medicine doc, you know, have pretty much told her that the methotrexate is really the only thing they can do for her and that she'd have to be on that drug for the rest of her life. She did go on it for for a period of about four or five months and just got virus after virus after virus, which I guess mm. is indicative sometimes of the methotrexate <clears throat> lowering yep. the immune system, I guess. Uh, would laser treatment be applicable for her, even if she does have to be on this awful methotrexate for the rest of her life to help her with pain? Yeah, laser therapy can be can be an effective adjunct in psoriatic arthritis. Uh, it does help to decrease an important inflammatory chemical called TNFA and IL-6, and that's what the drugs go after. So laser can help to decrease that in those tissues. So it's something that you know, she'll probably want to repeat periodically, but she should get some relief with it. Okay, great. All right, thank you so much. I agree. There's also some other things. Like she already has a functional medicine doctor, but uh, looking into the microbiome is really important because there are certain bacteria in the gut that trigger psoriasis, psoriatic arthritis. And if they're present, uh, she needs some microbiome work to get rid of those things. And it may even take antibiotics because they are persistent hanger-on bacteria. And also, obviously, a gluten-free or grain-free diet would be really an important addition. Oh, okay, great. And the microbiome, she can actually request a test for them to check the microbiome in her gut, correct? Yes, functional medicine doctors have access to those kinds of tests, and it's really important to look at that possibly food sensitivities, even looking at uh, things like Lyme disease, um, because in Florida we have Lyme disease and um, other uh, uh, sensitivities, um, looking at uh, mycotoxicity, for instance. Uh, 50% of all homes supposedly in America have the potential for mold toxicity, and that will trigger an autoaggressive disease like psoriasis. Oh, wow. Okay. Thank you so much. There's lots to look at. (laughs) Thank you a lot. Yes, I will do this. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. Well, it seems like everybody's jumping in here at the last minute. I've got Meryl from Dunedin and Susan and Dave. Good morning, Meryl. Me? Hi, Meryl. Hi. Hi, Dr. Harvey. Hi, good morning. Um, I was wondering if laser therapy can help osteopenia. Hmm. Indirectly, if it can help get you more active, so you can do more load-bearing exercises, that can help. There are some studies on on fracture healing and increasing bone activity. You're called your osteoblasts under laser fields. 
So we know it does help uh, affect the bones, but use it just to treat osteopenia. I, I don't think so. I would agree. It's it's a that would be a total body treatment. And I think really the the key there is the thing that would help the most is that it increases circulation in the extremities. We know that it does that. We have published data that it increases limb uh, uh, blood flow. But um, the best way to get limb blood flow is exercise. So exercise, uh, uh, protein intake, uh, at least mm -hmm. one how a one um, um, ounce. No, sorry, yeah, one ounce of protein per. Um, uh, no, sorry, um, a gram of protein per pound of body weight would be the kind of goal to shoot for if you actually already have osteopenia to try and build back up. And calcium-magnesium combination, very important as well. Yes, well, I'm taking those things, and I do exercise a few times a week, um, and I walk almost every day. And Oh, good, good. Um, yeah, I, I just, the osteopenia has gotten worse. Um, I recently had a test and had one a couple of years ago and it's gotten worse and and i ortho acid ortho -silicic acid is a great supplement to add if you're already doing those other things uh it's uh known as biosil or regenimax and it really is shown to increase collagen production so that may really help i've watched people turn their bones around with that one supplement and added to the other ones okay i'll check that out that would be great if it helped certainly so I think that we are down to the last two minutes of the show, and we should start talking about some summary. What what uh, uh, good points do you have, Dan, to leave with people, and then give us your contact? Ah, okay. Um, one, don't discount laser therapy because your doctor doesn't know about it, or your therapist doesn't know about it. Uh, it's out there, and it's strong in the literature. It can really help turn lives around pretty quickly uh, in, in a lot of cases. And, and, and again, get, get your life back. It's all about keeping you functional, keeping you moving. And a lot of times, laser can help push you in that direction when something else may not have helped. So where can we find you? Uh, I'm on Bee Ridge Road, Bee Ridge and Sawyer. Uh, phone number is 941-925-2211. Uh, I'm here uh, Monday through Thursday, uh, lasering people, treating people. And how about your website? Uh, NapCairoLaser.com. That's K-N-A-P-P-C-H-I-R-O-L-A-S-E-R.com. And I'm going to put all this data into the show notes um, so that you'll be able to access it there. But you can listen to the show again, take notes there. And... Uh, Thank you, Dan. This has been really enjoyable. Always love talking with you and glad to help share your great skills and information. Uh, thank you so much, Fred. I appreciate it. All hey, right. folks, next week, we're going to be doing another AMA show. No guests, just me. So get prepared to ask some questions. All right. And I thank you both very much for a wonderful show today and look forward to next week's. And I want to thank Irene for answering the phones. You all take care. You have been listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. Coming right on up is 5 Minutes of NPR News, and then get ready for the Sustainable Living Show hosted by the Cracker Jack team of Kenny Coogan and Annie Ellis. And until next Monday at 10 a.m., thank you for supporting and listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa, your community-conscious radio station. Stay safe, stay thoughtful, and know that you are loved.